Hello, sweet friends, and welcome to The Art of Showing Up. My name is Jess, and I'm here to share and to build and to speak love and light and life with you because you are worthy of receiving all of that and so much more because you are worthy of being reminded that you are enough in all of your perfectly imperfect enoughness. Join me as we discuss, dissect, hang out, laugh, cry, and share about what showing up looks like to us in the different avenues of our lives, both individually and collectively. This is the art of showing up. Hello, sweet friends. Thank you for joining me today. I want to offer a content warning for this chapter as I will be making mentions of grief, loss, and death. Now, I understand if you need to wait until the next chapter to join again. That's okay. Until that time, I send you love and light. And now, chapter four. Good grief. My skin, my hair, my eyes, my bones, they mourned you. Every little bit of me, torment. And every day, I died a little more. Yet, through a miracle I didn't deserve, through divine grace, every day I woke up. And every day I lived to see yet another tomorrow. And the days passed, and I remembered how to breathe in and out all day long. And the weeks went by, and I learned how to stand up straight without keeling over in debilitating anguish. And the months slowly rolled in and out, and then one morning, you weren't the very first thing I thought of as I crawled out of bed. You were the second, and then over time the third. And one day, as if by magic, it all felt normal again. Not normal in the way that it was before you went away, but a new normal, a different one. It was suddenly normal that you're dead and gone. It wasn't okay. The pain wasn't gone. It will never be okay. The pain will never be gone. Rather, it was simply a part of me, inseparable from every other feature that and experience that served to make me who I was and now am today. And it was a normal I would never have chosen, but it's a normal I would never give away, for in grief, I found a new and different way to breathe, a new and different way to live. I penned those words some time after losing someone I loved very dearly to suicide. That was my letter to him. But more than that, it was a letter to me. It served as a reminder to myself that, yeah, this chapter that I was entering had a real shitty start. But there's always light on the horizon. Around the same time, I had engaged a conversation with one of my fellow nerds, uh, uh, someone else who 
I would always have conversations about science with. And he was trying to blow my mind with this really cool scientific fact by telling me, hey, Jessica, did you know that the sun is setting and rising and shining simultaneously at all times? The way that correlated with what I'd been through changed the way I saw and dealt with grief from that point. Of course, I absolutely disliked having gone through something like that. I walked out of it thinking of the same thing that we all tend to think. I hope I never have to go through that again. Over the years, I have since learned to drop that from my vocabulary and from my way of thinking as well. The point I'm making here is that I knew I had to deal with it, and I did eventually, because it's what we do when we make that decision to. We deal with it in some way, at some point. We know how it feels. Some people fear having to deal with it, sometimes to the point that they lose, them, lose themselves somewhere within the grief and end up carrying more and more unresolved stuff. And y'all, I mean, for lack of better words, that shit gets heavy. Still, others will find themselves in that place. They'll take a look around and abandon hope there. And occasionally there are those, like myself, who power through by sacrificing themselves on the altar of busyness. We're all familiar one way or another with the chill that comes with the grip of grief's icy hand. You know, when I started this chapter, I wanted to open it with the stripped down version of grief via definition. And as a noun, it means a keen mental suffering or distress over affliction or loss or a sharp sorrow or painful regret. And then I thought, no, I'm pretty sure everybody is already familiar with that part. At least the definition. But I digress. Another thing I've learned about grief over the years is that it doesn't ever look the same or sound the same or feel the same. It hurts us. It exhausts us. It can very well break us from the hard work we've done to heal, grow, evolve, and all of the really good and great et cetera's in life. It can also knock us back into a bit of a slump. Have you ever been in a slump because you've entered a phase of grief? Not sure how to or whether you'll push through this darkened, grim path. Yeah. I've been in that kind of slump too, sweet friends. And I share this openly with you because I believe in transparency. I believe that by being open and honest about my stuff, that it will in turn help you to be open and honest with yours. And if we're all open and honest about what's going on, we have less unrealistic ideals to live up to. I'm telling you, sometimes grief can just sneak up on me and whack me upside the head. Real good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just out of nowhere. As it usually tends to go. It's like 
if you're sitting lakeside and the water is like glass and out of nowhere it's suddenly choppy waters and rogue waves and you've found yourself in the middle of it all and all there is for any sort of salvation are a pair of arm floaties so we suit up and we prepare ourselves for the incoming impact rather we think that's what's happening but are any of us ever really prepared to face grief in any of its forms something i've learned about myself in the last few years as i've become well acquainted with grief is that i have a very natural tendency to power through that was always my knee-jerk reaction for honestly as far back as i can remember my absolute first resort was to just power through and I eventually came to see that doing that was not healthy. Over the course of time and with the help of my therapist, I began working on unlearning that. Instead of choosing to power through and do the 11 billion T things I felt like I should be doing right now, all the time, I chose to learn how to set it down and nurture myself. I learned to own the pain of it to adjust how I was swimming from calm glass-like water to the crashing waves and waters of despair if I needed to, and just be with the people that I love, who love me while they're here for me to love. Now, I'm sharing this for a handful of reasons, sweet friends, one of which may seem selfish because it's therapeutic for me. But another is that I don't want any of you to ever feel like you're in it alone. I know that we all have stuff. I know that, as the song says, everybody hurts. But grief is grief, pain is pain, and suffering is suffering, and so on. There is no hierarchy. There are no tiers or levels of good and bad. We'll touch more on that in another chapter, but, but I'll talk real quick on the topic for a little bit right now. You see, we all tend to categorize our suffering in various statements like, quote, that's worse than this, or, quote, at least what I'm going through isn't nearly as bad as what they're dealing with, and the other various statements that are similar. But really, when it's stripped down to the bare bones, suffering is suffering, and all suffering causes us tremendous pain and difficulty. Suffering can hijack our lives if we let it. I feel like the best thing to do is own the pain, nurture ourselves, have an exquisite level of patience with our humanity, and trust that the tide will go back to the ebb and flow we were once treading peacefully and that we'll be whole again, albeit a different kind of wholeness, but wholeness nonetheless. We will, sweet friends. I know it. So that is my plan for myself. As scared as I may be, I want to own the fear. And a quick clarification on that. When I say that, I don't mean it in the way that you may have initially thought. I'm not saying that I'm going to own the spirit of the fear, rather the hurt, the pain, the suffering, and the way that we are all just naturally 
afraid to have to deal with it. Because I think it's important for you to know that I'm afraid sometimes. Fear isn't unique to you or me. We all share in that. I feel like it's one of the great equalizers of humanity. In the same way the elderly are afraid, so the youth are. We all experience it, and I'm afraid of any type of pain that I will face in any part of my future. Here's the other thing of it. I also know that there is healing on the other side of all of that. We just have to know that and be willing to show up in the pain and walk the path through grief and sorrow toward healing and growth. And by the way, sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the grief and the sorrow and the pain that we deal with that we forget to look around and see the many people who are walking there just waiting for us to ask for a hand. Don't forget to look up, sweet friends. I know that wounds hurt before they begin to close up and scar. Trust me, being physically graceful is probably one of the very last descriptions that I or anyone close to me would choose as a description for myself. And in the same spirit, I understand the way that grief can hurt us. I know the way it feels when you have such a great momentum built up as you're moving through life and grief comes out of nowhere and pokes a stick through the spokes, sending us flying and crashing so hard that we don't feel that there's a way or a hope for us to get back up. And if we do, we have a very strong tendency to know it's never going to be the same again. I understand, sweet friends, I do. I promise you though, I know the suffocating feeling that grief can give, but I also know that huge breath of relief whenever you come through it and realize that you're still whole. But I know that there is also the chance and the choice to heal, like I've said. I know that there's always sunlight poking through the clouds, peeking through the dust that we sometimes tend to focus on the most. I know that when grief strikes us, we have a very natural tendency to focus our sights on, well, the shit of it all. But that's not the whole picture. It's always a bigger picture. And we have to do our absolute best to not just focus on the tiny little smudge in the corner, yeah? I know that we can come back together. I know that it will be different, but I know that it works out when we work on it, when we work on us. And I also know that there is healing on the horizon. I know that my heart, as it is broken open, only leaves space for more light. I mean, think about it. The same is true for you, sweet friends. I believe in you. And I believe in me. I believe in grief, but more than that, I believe in the healing that comes after, when we allow it. We just have to soldier on, together. I really don't believe that life is a journey that we are meant to take alone. So reach out, find connections, be vulnerable, be open, be ready for the change that comes with moving through grief toward the healing and growth that we all 
deserve. Be real because the world needs the real you. The voice that you have, that you use every day, is unlike any other. And we need to hear it. And you need to share it. It'll change everything. Pinky promise. Thank you for hanging out with me today, sweet friends. I hope that we can continue to learn and move through life together, showing up with and for each other in ways that will not only surprise us, but will teach us lessons and make us stronger. For more content and to send in any of your questions, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at the.artofshowingup. Until next time, I'm Jess, and this is The Art of Showing Up.